This is episode 34 of the Just Get Started podcast, and my guest today is the founder of Unleashed HF, Stephanie Newcomb. Let's get it started. Hey gang, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey where I get to talk to some phenomenal individuals about the paths that they've carved out for themselves, you know, to be the most fulfilled that they can be in life. Um, It doesn't mean that there was easy choices. Um, They had to do a lot of things that were, you know, that were struggles. Um, They had to jump a lot of hurdles along the way and, and really get outside their comfort zone. But it was something there, they had that mindset, that focus that they wanted to do something a little bit different than maybe just sitting kind of in a job that they didn't like every each and every day. They wanted to do something else that, that really made them happy, really made them um, kind of shine in life, and, and really that they're passionate about, that they could do that day in and day out um, without complaining. And hopefully for everyone listening in, you guys will be able to take some some great things away from each of these uh, episodes and, and the guests that I have and apply them to your own life and um, your own particular journey. So that's a nice bridge into the episode today with Stephanie Newcomb. You can find Stephanie online at unleashedhf.com as well as at unleashedhf on Instagram. She's really building up her Instagram audience and has some good content out there. So definitely recommend to check her out. But, you know, it was one of those things. She was a stay-at-home mom for a while and said, you know what, I want to I crush it. I want to get out there and I want to do some other stuff now that the kids are grown a little bit. So fitness has always been a big part of her life. So she decided to start a, a teaching and coaching business um, around fitness and you know, has been growing that over the last couple of years. So it's just really refreshing to talk with folks that are trying to be the most fulfilled they can, get to that next level and just kind of keep pushing uh, the limits. So some really neat stuff that she's doing. And the fact just learning how she got her kids to eat healthy food was was awesome enough to hear because I've, you know, failed miserably at that um, up to this point. So some good tips in there from her as well. But I think you guys will enjoy the interview with Stephanie. So without further ado, let's jump into my chat with Stephanie Newcomb. Let's get it started. Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, excited to chat with you a little bit about your journey and some of the things you're doing today. Um, you know, I always like to, on these conversations, take a step back. I think it's it's helpful for folks, especially that don't know you. Um, it's helpful for me as well to kind of understand your upbringing, where you came from, how did that lead to what you're doing today? Because I think a lot of folks, you know, I speak with and a lot of folks that kind of reach out to me and ask me kind of advice or counsel, you know, around getting started with some things. It always comes back to maybe things that you used to do as a kid or kind of growing up. It wasn't just kind of you ripped the bandaid off and decided to start with fitness. I'm sure there were some breadcrumbs along the way. So I'm curious if you can start and kind of tell everyone, how did, has fitness always been a part of your life? I know that's what you're doing now, obviously in coaching, and we'll get into that, but has it always been a part of your life? Can you tell us about maybe some of the early days in childhood or adolescence, where that came from, or, or was that not a big part of the early part of your uh, life? I can. Um, honestly, um, it hasn't, like as a kid and stuff, my dad um, was a Navy SEAL. Um, so I think the example of just seeing him throw down and do push-ups and stuff like that probably stuck with me some. Um, but it wasn't until I think I was probably in high school. 
Um, and I can remember going upstairs and doing, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name, the Tybo workout that was like the kickboxing. Was um, it Billy, Billy Blank or something? Is that yeah, right? Billy Blank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would do that. My mom would join me sometimes. Um, but really it wasn't, um, it was really just for fun, um, just because I enjoyed it. And, um, then I probably got a little bit into running, um, and then my knees, I've just always had knee issues pretty much my whole life, um, so my knees wouldn't really allow me to go very far, but that was a good time for me just to clear my head, so I kind of did more of the running in my 20s, um, and then um, I got married and had kids, but I was active. I started, um, doing classes like step classes and stuff like that. And I worked out the whole time with my first, um, my first son through the pregnancy. Um, and so, yeah, I think really after I got married, um, was when I got more serious into it. Um, and then really it became just a good stress reliever for me. Um, just even having small babies, just getting out and pushing the stroller and getting outside and breathing clean air and stuff was just um, a good stress reliever for me. So um, then it became to where um, if I didn't work out, then I would get really cranky. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think just probably after having kids and, um, you know, and slowly learning more and more my workouts gradually um, getting harder and more into weights and, um, that kind of thing. So, um, probably starting in my upper twenties is when I got the most serious about it. Um, and then when I decided the kid, the boys were at an age, they were all in school and I wanted to, um, go into working again because I was staying at home with them I just decided fitness and health was my passion it's what I enjoy to do um, and then I just remember back when I really didn't know anything and throughout the years just learning stuff and about health and fitness and just wanting to um, be able to share that with other people so that's probably that journey as far as getting going on that on working out and stuff yeah, did, I mean, did you have a, a career prior to kids or? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I was in the dental field and when I graduated from high school, um, I was working for my stepdad in a pediatric dental office and um, I just continued to work for him and then became a surgical assistant for an oral surgeon, um, which is totally away from the fitness field. <laughs> um but I did that, and then um, once I got married, and I had a miscarriage before my first son, and um, after I got pregnant with him, my husband and I just decided, like, we knew I would stay home in the beginning, um, so I, when I was pregnant the first time, we just decided to go ahead and, um, you know, just stay at home just because of the first miscarriage, just being around the nitrous, and we weren't really sure what caused um, the miscarriage. So yeah, I worked until I was um, pregnant with the first boy. 
Well, you know, it's interesting. Can you talk a little bit more about the, the from the, the kid um, atmosphere? I have a young son as well. Um, just juggling that of, especially with multiple kids, but one mm-hmm. of how, did you structure your workouts a certain way when you were pregnant um, versus when you weren't? And then how did you kind of, I guess, how did you manage the day-to-day of again, juggling a few different kids um, as well as wanting to stay focused on, on fitness and nutrition? Were there certain um, kind of disciplines you had each and every day that kind of kept you focused on that? Yeah. Um, honestly, um, when, you know, when you have one, it's a lot easier because you have a lot more time and, um, you're able to, you know, do more things. I think when the second one came along, um, it got a little bit harder. Um, but I was just thankful. I went to a gym, um, that had a really great childcare. And so I was able to, um, take them with me whenever I would go. Um, and I really, honestly, like I said, it's just for me, Ben, um, like I feel better whenever, you know, you do feel better. It's been studies that show, you know, that the best stress reliever and even for anxiety and depression, is working out, um, moving your body. Um, as far as like working out while I was pregnant, as long as you, um, continue to do the things, um, you know, the workouts that you were already doing when you got pregnant, you can always continue to do what you were doing. Now I wouldn't suggest like if you were just lifting light weights and then start doing CrossFit or something like that, for sure. Not while you're pregnant. Um, but as long as you continue to do what you've always done, you can do it all the way up to having the baby. I mean, obviously in the end with having a bigger belly that you'll have to modify and change things up um, just because it's harder to lay flat on your back and things like that. Um, but, you know, again, just going back to um, the working out and just for me, it being a really big stress reliever. And so I just made sure I always set time aside, you know, whether I was having to just go outside and push them in a stroller, doing something to move, because that was important to me. And it still is important to me. It's important no matter um, what it is, even if you have 15 minutes just to get outside and, you know, go for a walk or something to move. So help me out then with the, so obviously love fitness and you, and obviously that's something you said, it's kind of a stress reliever. You always felt good doing it. How did you make the decision to say, hey, you know what, I'm actually, instead of just focusing on me, 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 I'm actually going to help other people. Have you always had that? I mean, obviously being a mother, part of that, that nurturing, but have you always had that kind of coaching or teaching? Did you always like to do stuff like that um, in the past? Is that what led you to it? What was the the reason you wanted to get into coaching? Yeah, so I feel like that um, when God creates us, that he um, creates us with gifts. and one of mine is just, and it's also a probably a love language, is just serving others. So for me, when I um, can help someone or make a dish, like if someone just had surgery or something like that, making a dish and taking it over um, to help them out during that time, um, my heart gets filled. Um, like that makes me happy to do things like that. Um, so I think just serving others um, has always been something that I am passionate about. Um, 
So, you know, growing up as a kid, um, as far as the eating part goes, I didn't grow up with knowing, you know, what foods were good for you and um, what foods were bad. I grew up eating Pop-Tarts and, um, you know, cinnamon rolls or whatever. So the older I get, and I'm, I'm not done, like I feel like we're, we should always be learning and growing, but um, just the more I would learn, the more it was passionate too for me to teach my boys um, just, you know, ways to eat right and um, what, you know, foods make them feel good. And because we're all different, you know, there might be some foods that, you know, make me feel good, but make you feel bad. Um, so, yeah, I think just wanting to not only teach my boys, but um, I think probably when I started, when I got my certification to be a health coach and just seeing the transformation in people's lives, um, whether it be lose a few pounds or not having um, stomach issues anymore um, or whatever, like that just, um, it makes me happy. It brings me joy. Um, so definitely passionate in the area of um, helping others, um, you know, reach goals and, and just learn more about nutrition and health and fitness. Um, because I, you know, like I said, grew up not really knowing a whole lot and just have learned throughout the years. So I'm curious if you can share and, and if, if it was just sheer luck, then that's fine. But getting your kids to eat better foods, I, I, I have the hardest time with my son, like getting, I mean, literally, I think he lives on uh, macaroni and cheese, uh, chicken nuggets, snacks. Yeah. And like, I think that's the four, his four food groups. Um, is there anything that you <laughs> did that helped? Like, is it just consistency or is it just like, how'd you get them to try new stuff? Like, is that from really early on or I'm just kind of curious if asking for a friend? <laughs> and, you know, like, a lot of people ask me those questions. So um, I think it's awesome you're asking. Um, you know what? It's definitely consistency. Um, I'm actually going to do a Facebook Live about that today. Um, being consistent is super, super important. Um, and no, like I, to this day, my oldest is 11, um, can put something cause I try to introduce new things. Um, and I, I've done it slowly. Like I just didn't overnight change everybody. Um, my oldest is actually the worst about eating healthy foods and he's pretty much been eating healthy foods since he was little. And I don't know where that comes from, but, um, uh, they're all three so different. I have one that will eat anything that you put in front of them. And then one that is very health conscious and like knows, you know, the, and wants to eat the right foods. And then one that wants Coke and candy all the time. Um, so I just have changed small things. And I always tell moms that you do the grocery shopping. Um, so if your kids are eating junk, it's because you're going to the grocery store and buying those things. Um, so if your kids like chocolate chip cookies, by all means, I'm not saying don't ever let them have a chocolate chip cookie. There's just other options um, as far as a chocolate chip cookie that can, that one may be better than the other. And so that's where um, I definitely coach on reading ingredients and, um, you know, if there's an ingredient in it that you can't even pronounce, then more than likely it's not something that you need to be putting in your body. Um, so like Simple Mills is a brand um, that I really like because their ingredients are very minimum. Um, 
probably like five to seven ingredients and I can pronounce and know what every single ingredient is in that cookie. Um, so, you know, I'll get those and um, not saying I eat them every day, but it's more of a treat too if they're not getting it every day. Um, and you just have to be consistent. If it's broccoli, like broccoli is not a fave around here, but I'll put it on their plate and they know that if they want anything else to eat after dinner, they have to eat what's on their plate and they're not going to get anything else. So that's a really good motivation for them, you know, to eat what's on their plate. Cause if they're going to want a yogurt or whatever, um, after dinner that they have to eat that. So I think as long as you're just being consistent and just introduce one new thing or just change one new thing like every week or every other week and just keep doing that, that gradually, um, you know, they'll, they'll adjust and they actually will start liking food that um, you probably thought they would never like. It's uh, pretty crazy. So their taste buds change too, I feel like some. So yeah, being consistent for sure. And what, um, so kind of back to some of the coaching stuff you're doing, what's kind of been that for you at least, um, cause I think you've been doing it for a few years now, if I recall, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, what's been the, what was the biggest hurdle up front getting the business going? What, what can you share that was kind of, and it doesn't have to be necessarily a failure, just kind of some obstacles you had to overcome that you really didn't foresee kind of starting your own business. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so as far as starting out, I just was working in um, a fitness place um, called the Athletic Club, and um, it wasn't really going exactly what how I expected it to, and I wanted to kind of have my own thing, and I, this is kind of crazy where my studio is, but um, my mom used to raise horses and show horses, and she has horse property with this huge barn on the horse property and I just kind of had a vision to turn that barn into a fitness studio because she wasn't using it and it was just sitting there and um, it had like an apartment the length of the barn and I actually lived in that apartment uh, before I got married so um, when I went to her and told her that I had a vision she was like you can do whatever you want to to that place and so I had a lot of doubt because um, it's not in the middle of town and in Little Rock, everybody likes convenience and likes to be five minutes away from everything. So, um, you know, and honestly, it was, it's only 15 minutes from like the center of town. So it's really not that far, but to some people it is. Um, so I had a lot of doubt and I wasn't going to go through with it, but I had, um, I was actually training some people in their homes and I had a client, um, just say, I don't know why you just don't go for it, Stephanie. You just need to go for it. And literally it just took her saying that. And I'm like, okay, I'm going for it. <laughs> and so I did, and I've been in business almost three years and it started out small, you know, just a handful of clients. But, um, you know, today I'm super blessed and can say I have about 30 clients. Um, my studio is small, but I like it that way. I, um, I do teach a few classes and so it's, I'm limited to space. And so only like nine girls or nine people can be in there at a time. And I like it like that because it's kind of more like a small community and we can encourage each other and push each other better when, um, you know, you're kind of more tight and 
we're all different. We're all different sizes and all different fitness levels. Um, but it works well, um, because we're all there for the same reason. Um, and so, yeah, I think I kind of got off on what you asked me. No, that's fine. No, no, no. I mean, it was just, it just kind of happened and I, I really have to give the glory to God because, um, you know, I could not have done it on my own and I just needed that little shove and, um, that client saying that to me that day did that for me. So, um, I started out super tiny with just a couple of mirrors and now I have like 10 mirrors and, you know, it, it continues to grow. Um, and there's still more room to grow. So that's good too. Is there anything from a, I'm curious, like in, in terms of promotion, is it a lot of word of mouth? Do you do any marketing? What, what's kind of, how are you gaining new clients, um, to kind of grow the business? Yeah. Um, a lot of social media, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I actually started, um, an online coaching, um, cause my fitness is called Unleashed Health and Fitness and. I started an online 12-week program called Unleashed Potential just because I am limited to, for one, how many hours I work in a week because I start at 5 a.m. and like to be finished by noon at the latest um, just because I still want to be able to pick up my boys and, and do the after-school activities. Um, but I think that um, just I totally lost track of what I was saying because I was talking what did you ask me I'm so sorry no just a, just in terms of your no that's okay in terms of like growing the brand it's you know do you do marketing what do you yeah so just Facebook um yeah lots of word of mouth for sure Facebook and Instagram Instagram has been amazing um I've actually gotten a lot of new clients through Instagram um, and then that's what I was talking about is, um, the unleashed potential. I just am limited to how many people I can train and stuff physically, um, in person. And so I wanted to be able to reach out to other people, not only here locally, but in other states. And so that's why I created unleashed potential. Um, and I use Facebook a lot, um, just for, that online coaching um business too um the more local stuff is probably more on instagram though and then just word of mouth like you said i i've been in a few magazines and done a few of the news segments um also just um to get out there but probably word of mouth is the best what do you hear from your especially from um I guess any of the students you work with, I'm always curious, like the biggest myth or misconception they come in with, um, is there a consistent answer you hear a lot from folks as they come in and whether it's making, what do you hear? The misconception of that my workouts are too hard. (laughs) I mean, my workouts are hard, but I think a lot of people, I literally have a new client. Um, well, she's been with me for a few months now. But it took her almost two years before she got the guts to contact me and come to a class. And um, I think because I sometimes, you know, I I post videos on Instagram, just workout videos. um, And the only reason why I do that is um, so people will have content and they can, you know, do it in their own home or gym. Um, But, you know, sometimes this stuff is hard. And so I think that a lot of times people think that the class will be too hard and they won't be able to do it. 
Um, but like I mentioned before, I mean, they're all different fitness levels. Um, and the great thing is, is because I'm smaller, like even in a class setting, it can be more one-on-one because I'm able to watch form better with it being smaller. Um, and then, you know, I always show modifications for all moves and um, stuff like that. So I think that's probably the one misconception is just people thinking that they can't do it, you know? Yeah, and, and on that point, I'm curious about, you know, nutrition. And, and again, this is probably a long, we can probably talk for a couple hours just on that, but is there <laughs> anything maybe new you've learned over the last year or two from a nutrition or health standpoint um, that you could share? Maybe it's a new food, like, hey, everyone has to kind of eat this or something, you know, I, I'm just curious in general, if there's any new finding that you've had um, that maybe can help some other people maybe think a little bit differently about the food they put in their body. Okay. Um you know, I have people always asking about nutrition. and um, I always tell them the first thing, because it's super important not to get overwhelmed by it. And I feel like when you start trying to make all these changes at one time, instead of one thing at a time, then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. Um, so if you were to change one thing, if you just wanted to change like your eating just in general, um, I always say to stay away from processed foods. Um, there are no nutrients whatsoever in processed foods full of sugar and just things that are not um, good for your body. So if people would just start eliminating that from their diet, you will see an amaz- amazing improvement. Um, that and then probably alcohol. Um I have come across that a lot with just um, people drinking, you know, two glasses of wine a night um, but um, or whatever, but alcohol is full of sugar again. And those two things, if you can just cut those two things out, um, I think you would see a tremendous um, change. Um, and as far as like food, um, I am gluten-free and dairy-free, and I'm not saying everybody has to do that, and I don't have celiac or anything like that, but I have removed those from my diet. And um, now, like if I do eat dairy or gluten at some point, it does bother me and makes me uh, feel bloated and um, yucky. So play with that. I always recommend like doing an elimination diet and eliminating foods from your diet and then slowly putting them back in because you'd really be surprised it even like bananas can make people feel bloated. Um, so yeah, let's start there. And then I'm really big on intermittent fasting and that could probably be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, very passionate about intermittent fasting and um, even like 24 hour fasting. So. Um, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I like, no, I like that. Those are some good keys. At least some folks could explore. I think, you know, I think that's a big thing. A lot of folks, you know, and, and I probably used to be like this as well. You get set in your ways on certain things and you're wondering why you're not getting the results that you'd like to get. And and it's just a lot of it's kind of half-assing stuff. I know part of it, you know, you go and do a workout and you're talking about people saying, hey, I don't work out. You know, it's too hard of a workout. Well, what's the, isn't that why you're there? Um, yeah. I always say is like, isn't that why you're there to kind of put it all out there? Um, and that goes the same with food, right? You have to make that commitment and and everyone has to make the commitment of what their goals are. So now I appreciate some of that insight there. Um, Where do you, um, 
where do you continue to learn? And, and, and it doesn't have to be just for your current, uh, you know, your, your job, your, your career. It could be on just fun stuff you like to do as well outside of that or hobbies you have. Like, do you listen to podcasts? Is there certain books that you'd recommend that you read? I'm just kind of curious where you get some different learning and knowledge from. Okay. Um, I have started um, listening to podcasts more. Um, it's hard for me to find time to just sit and read a book. Um, there are Nike podcasts as far as like um, fitness that are, are really good. I do like um, some apps like there's, um, I will, I've started doing meditation more um, and there's a really good app and I'll have to think about what the name of that is. Cause I can't think of it right now. Um, a, yeah. I was but, in which um, one. I use headspace. I don't know which one you use. The guy that runs it has a, his voice is like ingrained in my head. Oh my God. I was just talking to someone earlier about the same thing. I'm like, I, I love his voice. And if it wasn't for that, I don't know that I would love doing it as much, but yeah, headspace is amazing. Yeah, which is um, interesting. I talk with other folks about um, there's some other obviously apps out there and, you know, you have different voices all the time. And I'm like, you know, I, for me, at least the consistency of the voice from a meditation standpoint is really important. Maybe the same for you. Why did you start meditation? Why is it, I mean, I'm just going to throw a curveball here. Why did you why was that important for you? Yeah, so um, I always um, tell people that. Um, just, you know, because I do coaching that it's important for me to have coaches as well. Um, so I have a few coaches in my life and um, have been learning a whole lot uh, a couple of months ago from one just about breathing, um, how you can change your emotions. Um, I've been wanting to also do um, a podcast being like on emotional eating. But um, anyway, it, it, it's amazing with just how inhaling through your nose and exhaling out your mouth, like deep breath, say six to eight times can change your emotions. So an example of that was we were moving a couple of weeks ago and it was super stressful. And I was sitting in my car about to unload some stuff and I just felt like sadness. And I don't know why, just like come over my body. And um, so I started doing the breathing technique and by the end of the breathing, um, my coach always tells me that you should think of one thing that you're grateful for or an emotion that you want to change to. And so I just, by the end of the breathing, started thinking joy um, and just completely changed my emotion. Um, so just having, experiencing um, things like that and then just living really a crazy life <laughs> you know, a full-time job, business, and kids, and um, a lot of times people are like, how do you do it? And I'm like, when I figure that out, I'll let you know. <laughs> but I just do the best that I can, and with the grace of God, and then just breathing techniques and meditation, I feel like it's important to sit still and to shut the world out, you know, and just focus on you and your mental state. Yeah, that's great. And so where can everyone find you online? Where, where's the best place to uh, check you out? Oh, um, so my website is Unleashed, U-N-L-E-A-S-H-E-D, and then H-F for health and fitness, um, dot com. Awesome. And you're on Instagram as well at the same, is that right, I think? Yeah, everything is Unleashed H-F um, as far as Instagram and then even my email 
Um, the only thing that is different is on Facebook. I just use my personal account, so it's just Stephanie Newcomb on Facebook. Okay. There is an Unleashed page, but I don't use that very often. Well, so I always like to kind of leave the open, kind of open forum here at the end, kind of any parting words, maybe it's a quote you live by or two, um, anything for the audience that you'd share is kind of as a lasting impression um, as we uh, end. Um, one thing that I would probably like to say is um, just to remove the word have to out um, of your vocabulary. I feel like that we are um, humans and when we feel like we have to do something. So if you like say, I have to go to the gym today, um, that it almost makes you want to rebel because when you are told that you have to do something, it's almost like you want to do the opposite of that. Um, so instead, instead of saying, I have to say, I get to. And when you do that, it changes really how you look at it and makes it more into something that you want to do. Um, so if you're struggling with going to the gym and you're like, have to go to the gym today, just try to start making that one small change and saying, I get to, um, and be thankful that you do get to go to the gym. And then if you're, you know, doing, um, changes in your eating instead of saying, I have to eat vegetables today or whatever, just say, I get to, I get to feed my body nutrients today and, um, give it fuel. That's great advice. I, mean, I appreciate that. Um, well, cool. Well, man, this was, this is awesome to have you on here and chat through and, and learn a little bit about your journey. I appreciate you spending some time with, uh, with me and the audience and uh, sharing that. Yeah, it's been super fun and I really, really appreciate it. It's been great. Hey gang, hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, you guys can find me online, brianondraco.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-O-N-D-R-A-K-O as well as on Instagram and Twitter, at Brian Draco. And if you guys are loving this podcast, I certainly would appreciate a review on iTunes or Google Play. It'd certainly mean the world to me. Hope you guys have a great day, a phenomenal week, and look forward to catching you soon. Take care. Get started.